Welcome to the best night ever. Your golden ticket to better sleep, better health, and ultimately, the best night ever. Featuring your host, sleep and life hack guru, Dr. Jay Corsandi from Snore Experts. Your best days will always start with a great night of sleep. Join Dr. K as he invites you in to talk tips and tricks to help you sleep better, stop snoring, be healthier, and live a more energetic and productive life. Learn how to make sleep your best friend. Explore ways to wake up feeling more refreshed and discover how to carry that newfound energy throughout your day. If you feel like your sleep and daytime performance could use a shot in the arm, grab a cup of bulletproof coffee, sit down, relax, and stay tuned as we uncover cutting-edge science, traditional, and even ancient practices to help you step up your life game. And now, Dr. Jay Corsandi. Welcome, this is Dr. Jay Corsani, and you're listening to the very first of our new weekly show, The Best Night Ever. I want to start this off with something I call the lighter side of sleep. Uh, did you know there's a medical condition called Sleeping Beauty Syndrome? It's also called Klein-Levin Syndrome, or KLS. And basically, think about the longest you've ever slept. Has it been 10 hours, 12 hours, a little bit more? But what if you needed 20 hours of sleep every single day? This thing is a very rare condition. It typically affects adolescent males and can last from a few days to a few weeks, and then it's mysteriously gone. Oftentimes, they don't even remember it. Episodes associated with the syndrome can include excessive food intake, irritability, childishness, disorientation, and an abnormally high sex drive. I would say that we might have all had some of this at some point. Let's get on to the show. Basically, today's show is called Sleep 101, or the Basics of Sleep. But first, I want to talk a little bit about me. Uh, I was trained as a dentist uh, many years ago, and I'm very used to sticking shiny metal objects and needles into people's mouths. Uh, But after a while, that tends to get a little bit repetitive, and I was looking for something uh, more rewarding. And what I did is take my skills as... um, a clinician of the mouth and go become what's called an airway advocate. And basically I'm focused on helping people sleep better, uh, keeping their airways open, snoring less, disturbing their partners less and feeling better the next day. And I always tell patients this is based on three pillars of your life. And, and what I say that is diet, exercise, and sleep. Uh, and we're going to talk about all three of those throughout all these shows. It's a common theme and it's going to help you Get a best night ever and obviously translate that into the best day ever the next day. Uh, one of my stories I want to share with you is why I ended up in this situation now, and that's from a history of illnesses that I've had over a couple years uh, where I was getting sick all the time, chronic back pain, visits to chiropractors, acupuncture, all that stuff. Things like I can remember when I went on a trip with my family to Hawaii, when I returned back, I had this thing what's called hand-foot-mouth disease, which was uh, very painful, and it's typically a child's disease, and I didn't know why it's happening. And then I got something called valley fever when I was in uh, Phoenix on a conference, Uh, and I didn't understand what was going on, Uh, went to tons of doctors, did tons of blood work, and that basically led me down this road of what do I need to do to take better control of, over my health? And I ended up uh, learning more about functional medicine and integrative medicine and, and ways to dig deeper into what's causing the problems. Uh, found out I had some deficiencies and some toxicities as well and was able to resolve those and everything's been great ever since. And part of the reason uh, of doing the show is to be able to help you understand what's going on with you and things that you can do to help you make yourself better uh, and feel better. 
Joining me in the studio today on this journey will be my faithful companion in radio, and his name is Dwayne Dahl. Greetings. Glad to be here. I'm excited to be here. I'm not a doctor. I'm the average Joe. I'm like you. I'm trying to figure it all out. I'm trying to figure out how to get a better night's sleep and less back pain. Uh, So we're excited to be a part of the journey. And uh, let's go. Let's do it. The goal is to get a better understanding of sleep. And it's time to dig in into Sleep 101. Basically, we all decide what we want to eat, what we want to do, and how we want to live our lives. But what we can't really focus on many times is how we sleep. Uh, We can't avoid it. It's universal. It's going to catch up to us. So we might as well embrace it and make the best of it. I I want you to think about the last seven days in your lives and if you woke up feeling refreshed every single morning. Was it all seven days? How about six? Maybe five? Maybe four? How about three out of the seven? Two, one, or even zero? If you're in that bottom category, you really want to pay extra attention to this episode. So let me ask you, Dr. K, right? So so you're the sleep expert. So I know for me, I'm only getting one or two days a month. And honestly, that's actually when I'm up in Seattle at a particular hotel, at a particular, you know, in a fantastic bed. But how about you? As the expert, what are you getting? I typically watch how I sleep. I use different... Uh, tools and devices and feedback. Uh, But generally, I'll get about five or six nights of good sleep a week. It's very difficult to get seven full nights just because of the hecticness of life, uh, of all the challenges between kids, family, work, commutes, food. Uh, So seven might be a little bit tough, but generally, we should all be getting over four nights of good sleep a week. So the core things that are impacting that sounds like uh, food, Right. Mm-hmm. What else? Exercise, Exercise. Or, or movement. I, I, I tell patients it's generally nutrition. It's movement. And movement not being full-on hitting the gym or doing a, a triathlon. It's just literally getting out off the seat, moving around, even if it's a quick 30-minute walk during lunch. That's all it takes to just help prime the body to get a better night's sleep. And the third is sleep. Excellent. Yeah. So why do we sleep and why should we be paying more attention to it? And and I've been fascinated with sleep and how it affects our lives. Obviously, I'm in the industry, and the more I learn about it, the more I get excited about it. Uh, We're going to discover a ton of connections between your sleep and your daily lives. I want you to think about things like how to sleep better and lose weight, how to work out less and get stronger, how to eat more fat and get skinnier, and all the other things that you could do during the day to get a better night's sleep and thrive. All right, so this is interesting. So so you're telling me that if I sleep better, that I can actually lose more weight? This is true. Uh, uh, there's tons of research out there that shows good, healthy, deep sleep will promote uh, hormone regulation and, and weight loss. And, and we're going to get into those as well. But absolutely, who doesn't want to sleep and lose weight? It's the yeah, ultimate. And, and who doesn't want to eat more? And get skinnier. I'm in. This is fantastic. I'm telling you. This, this is the best night ever. This is going to be chock full of delicious secrets. Yes. Excellent. A study released by the Center for Disease Control reported that one in three American adults are not getting enough sleep on a regular basis. 
And another one from the NSF, which is the National Sleep Foundation, said that 45% of Americans say that poor or insufficient sleep affected their daily lives at least once in the past seven days. You know, 45% sounds pretty low. So so to me, when I talk to my friends, it, it feels like no one's getting good sleep, right? And you look at the culture we live in, right? Uh, all of us are working too much. We have family situations, life, stress. It just seems like the majority of us are having issues trying to sleep. Based off of the number of patients that I see every week in my office, I would definitely agree that the number is a lot higher than that report says. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, you know, it's funny because the majority of my patients come to me and they say they dread bedtime, which is kind of like what you said with the stress of life and work and family and commuting and all these different things. Uh, they really don't look forward to going to sleep. And I find that to be very sad. Um, how do you feel when it's time to go to sleep? I, you know what? I, it, it's funny that you, you've said that because for me, I don't look forward to sleeping. I used to look forward to sleeping. But honestly, I get better sleep when I'm out of town in, in other beds than actually at home. Because when I'm sleeping at home, it's waking up four or five times and tossing and turning. And regardless of what I'm trying to get that solid sleep, I'm just not getting it. Yeah. Well, good thing is you're here on this show and I'm going to teach you as long as, uh, as well as all the other listeners uh, hacks that we could do to help you get your bedroom better and, and become a, a much more productive area for sleeping. So right on. yeah, stay tuned. Uh, in fact, I actually tell my patients that sleep should be like chocolate cake and, and I'm a sucker for chocolate, uh, but basically it should be something you look forward to. And, and hopefully uh, we're going to share all that information with everyone out there. So why do we actually sleep at all? And basically, fundamentally, we sleep to avoid being sleepy, uh, which is kind of one of the reasons behind this show, to, to find out why we sleep and how to not be sleepy the next day. Um, if we hinder our sleep, we pay the price. And uh, conversely, if we hack our sleep, we can thrive the next day. I want everyone out there to think about driving on the freeway and if there's a truck driver coming down with a big rig next to you and how did he or she have their sleep last night? What, you know, was it good? Was it bad? Um, are they about to fall asleep behind that wheel and plow you and everyone else over? I mean, th these are the conversations I have with my patients. I mean, another one is think about your surgeon. What if you're going in for a surgery in the morning and, and you see your doctor and the doctor looks like, you know, maybe they were huffing and puffing last night and they're about to cut you open. Uh, or even when you're getting on a plane at the airport, what about your pilot? Uh, even another one is uh, if you're commuting to work and, and there's a train conductor and you're riding on the subway. We've all seen reports of these major crashes and these subway conductors uh, falling asleep behind the wheels. Uh, quick story for you I want to share. Uh, I was at Costco getting gas and uh, there was a long line and, and there was a guy uh, holding up the line and everybody was honking and going around him. Uh, and it wasn't because his car was broken or... Uh, he wasn't in the car, but he was actually asleep behind the wheel. And I took a video of this with my phone and put it up on our YouTube. But What uh, time of day was this? This was around noon. So the guy just fell asleep in his car at noon. Wow. Yeah. So I was always going to wonder, what did he do the night before? And is this happening all the time? At least his car wasn't moving or it was in gear and he wasn't driving down the road. So that was a big uh, mess. If you're just tuning in, this is Dr. Jay Corsandi, and you're listening to our very first episode of The Best Night Ever. 
We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about all the different ways in how you can get a better night's sleep and feel fantastic the next day. This broadcast is for informational purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this show are not medical advice. The show, including Dr. Jay Corsandi, the co-host, guest, and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of any information contained herein. Opinions of the guests are their own. We do not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests, nor do we make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a licensed physician. So I want to introduce you to what's called the three R's of sleep. Any guess on what those are, Dwayne? Um, let me think. I, I could probably come up with a couple. Um, reading, right? I always read before I sleep. And uh, rolling around because I'm not sleeping. Well, that's pretty good, okay. but uh, close. Yeah. <laughs> close. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're talking about things like rest, recharge, and restore. Uh, and, and let's break it down a little bit. Basically, what rest is is what we all classically associate with sleep. It's when we take a rest, right? Uh, it's a time for uh, to slow down. Uh, our energy needs go down, our body processes slow down, heart rate goes down, digestion slows, and it gives your body a chance to recover from the craziness of the day. So that's rest. Recharge, I tell patients it's kind of like your cell phone. Uh, what we do when we go out throughout our day, we use our batteries. And what happens at night is we need to plug it back in, otherwise you're not going to function the next day. So that's recharge. Uh, and restore, I like to think of that kind of with a computer analogy, like when things get a little bit jumbled in the computer, it starts to slow down. What do we typically do? We'll reboot it. We'll turn it off. We'll turn it on. Your brain's going to do the same thing at night. Uh, think of it like disc defrag. And um, between the three of those, when you have them in sync, you get great nights of sleep. Yeah, I think one of the challenges that I have in sleeping, you know, you, you talk about uh, deep sleep or what's going on with the brain. I have a hard time just shutting it down, right? I mean, I'll literally have nights where, where my my mind is going through these these fake business scenarios aren't even real, but I can't get it out of my head, and I can't get to sleep. I just can't shut down my brain. So, and that's something I hear all the time from my patients. Uh, and one of the things we're going to talk about, actually, many of the things we're ta- we're going to talk about, is how to shut that down more at night. Things you can do, things you can take that will help you with that, and. Uh, when you do that, that's going to help get you better night's sleep as well. Absolutely. Good. I could use a good defragging. You could use a good defragging. <laughs> what I want to talk about now is what's called the stages of sleep. And it's basically what goes on when we fall asleep at night. Our, our bodies go through an entire transformation of biochemical processes and, and electrical signals in our brain. Uh, so to kind of keep it simple, we go through about four stages of sleep. The first stage is very light, uh, and we're basically going from wake to sleep. It's generally... Uh, if you're in that stage and someone comes and wakes you up, you're going to say, I wasn't even sleeping, but you actually were. It's kind of a transition stage. Uh, stage two is, is considered generally light sleep. Uh, it's what we're in most of the night, uh, and it's kind of the gateway into the deeper stages of sleep. Stage three is when the action really starts to begin, and that's when we start to get some of the benefits of sleep. It's what's called deeper sleep. Uh, we get a lot of body and tissue repair. Um, Great stage to be in. I, I always try to work on getting my more deep sleep uh, personally as well. Uh, and stage four is, is what's also known as REM sleep or rapid eye movement sleep. That's when we're typically dreaming. Uh, that occupies about 20 to 25% of our night. 
Uh, and it doesn't happen until about 90 minutes in, and it happens more towards the end of the night. So a, lo- a lot of patients might notice, or, or you might notice, that uh, when the alarm clock's going off, you're probably in uh, some kind of a dream. It's because it's more happening in the early morning hours. Yeah, so one of the weird things for me, which I think happens with a lot of people, is we'll, like, we'll set our alarm, but we'll, we'll always wake up like a minute before the alarm goes off. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, explain that one to me. You know, it could have to do something with your circadian rhythm, and that's basically when uh, your biology and your body is dictating when to wake up, and you just happen to set your alarm a little bit after that and, and missed it. Circadian? Circadian rhythm, and we're going to talk about that in another show as well. That's Stay what tuned. I figured it was. <laughs> you ever thought about what happens at night in your brain while you're in these stages of sleep, Dwayne? Uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, for me, there's just a lot going on, and... and um now, I don't understand any of it, but uh, you know, there's a lot going on in there. There is a lot going on, and, and I want to kind of take the uh, listeners through a quick uh, scenario here. Basically, there, there's these things called uh, electrical signals, and they're measured on a thing called an EEG. Mm-hmm. And this is basically kind of looks like a big lie detector if you ever look at these things, a bunch of squiggly lines going up and down. Uh, and what's happening at night is you're going through different uh, waves uh, of electricity. Uh, we're going to talk about them real quick here just so you get a better understanding of what's happening at night. Um, so first one is called beta. Uh, beta is basically the fastest waves and, and they're when you're awake. So it's an active brain. It's awake. It looks like a, a bunch of squiggly lines going up and down very tightly together. Um, and funny enough, too much beta it translates into stress, anxiety, and restlessness. So uh, if you ever did get an EEG strapped on you and took a look at it, this is what you would see. <laughs> All right, uh, alpha. So next day, next wave in sleep is alpha. This is a awake but more relaxed. Uh, I, I like alpha state because people will talk about this in the personal development world, in the meditation world, in the yoga world. Uh, alpha is basically when we start to slow down our breath. You know, it's when people say, take a breath, slow down. Uh, and what we're trying to achieve is a, a, a deeper relaxation. It, you know, it's when our imagination heightens, uh, memory and learning and concentration get better. Uh, and some people call it the gateway to your subconscious. So fancy there. Uh, theta is, is going to be more deep uh, sleep. And, and that's going to be more in the stage three sleep. It's a funny story. Theta, think of theta waves as like you're driving on a stretch of highway, two-lane road, out in the middle of nowhere, and you're going for about 20 miles. And then you all of a sudden think back and say, I don't remember those last 15, 20 miles. Sure, yeah, yeah. And that's basically you were in a theta state where you just kind of lost track and detached from the world. And what a beautiful place to be because you're not thinking about all the craziness of life. Yeah. And Unless it, you're like me one time when I actually drove into a lake because I fell asleep driving. So, <laughs> it's not always the best thing, people. So be careful with theta. Be careful where you do theta. Yes, exactly. Uh, and then uh, finally is REM. And we're going to spend a little bit of time on REM Uh, because it's uh, a lot of good stuff happening there. So REM is a fascinating stage of sleep. It's basically rapid eye movement. If you look at people while they're asleep, their eyes are going to be darting left and right. Uh, Their brainwave activity is going to look like they're wide awake. Uh, And it was only discovered in about uh, 1953. So it's a fairly recent discovery. Uh, at this, this is the time when our brain is, is making memories, it's archiving skills, uh, it's, it's even erasing out negative thoughts. So is it true that this is where the good dreaming comes from in this, in this stage? Yeah, so this is when you can dream in other stages, but this is when you primarily dream. It's going to be about 20 to 25% of your sleep. Uh, majority of patients that come see me have 
REM deficiency, and, and they're in the single percentile. I mean, I have patients that come in with 0% sleep in REM, and, and they're typically on antidepressives. They're all horribly tired. They're moody. And, and you wonder why that's happening. And when they, and when they see this, they well, go, so how do you So how do you figure that out, though? How, how do you know if if I have REM in my sleep. So what we do is we, we do what's called a home sleep study, and, and oh, we send okay. patients home with a device that's going to test how they sleep and monitor them, and then when we get a report back, we'll see it on there, and then we awesome. share that information with them. So definitely another reason uh, we look into how to get their sleep better. Did you know in REM sleep you have something called the glymphatic system, which activates? Now, it's not the lymphatic system, which is uh, a separate system that moves fluid throughout your body, but it's specifically devoted to the brain and the spinal cord, and your brain will actually shrink in about 20% reduction in size. So the fluid around your brain can go through the tissue and pull the toxins out. I call it a modern-day brainwashing. Brainwashing. So I, I thought brainwashing was when my girlfriend is whispering in my ear to pick up my clothes and wash the dishes after dinner and stuff like that. So so our brains are actually shrinking while we're sleeping? Yeah, this was recently discovered uh, a couple years ago, and the brains will actually shrink a little bit, fluid will go through, and, and this is a necessary process because as we use our brain throughout the day, toxins and metabolites build up, and basically we need to flush those out. Otherwise, they stay there and they muck things up. So, so then when we wake up, does it expand back to where it's... <laughs> For some people, maybe not you, though. Okay, got it. So in a nutshell, uh, I want you to think about sleep as um, generally light sleep uh, with uh, deep sleep more in the early stages of uh, sleep and REM more towards the end of the night. And, and when you start to understand that, you'll understand why we want to do things a certain way. Okay. All right. So I, I think what we've established today, right, you're, you're getting eight hours sleep and you're, you're doing yoga, you're eating great. So I'm not, right? So, so, so for someone like me, right, so – or, or even our, our listeners, what's, what's the average for the different, um, you know, age groups, the average amount of sleep that we should be getting? So there's a little bit of a difference be, uh, depending on your age, and we can go over it. But generally, adults, um, 26 to 64 age range, are going to want around seven to nine hours of sleep. Uh, if you tend to be in the older uh, demographic of 65 or over, uh, you're going to want around seven or eight Um for kids and, and uh, parents of young kids, you know, it could be a little bit different. Preschoolers, typically uh, 3 to 12 years old, are going to need around 9 or 10 hours. So kids are always going to need more sleep. So let me ask you this. So, so all the stuff that you're talking, you, know, you talked about, the shrinking brain, the dreams, all that stuff. So I, I'm assuming that's happening to the 3-year-old and the 5-year-old, or or how does all that work? Yeah, these are processes that are happening from day one. And, and the mm-hmm. funny thing is, is uh, kids from uh, newborns to infants are going to have tremendous amounts of REM sleep. And, and that's uh, you can kind of understand why they need to have that much REM sleep because they're growing at such a fast rate, yes. So and I'm assuming, actually, you know, a little side thing here. So I'm assuming, right, dogs as well, right? We've all, we've all had our dogs, you know, dreaming in the corner, same basic thing. Yes, <laughs> that's there funny. But yeah, and one of the things with REM sleep is our body's actually paralyzed. And believe it or not, the only three muscles working are our, our eyes, our heart, and our diaphragm. Uh, and the reason that wow. happens is because uh, it's a protective me- mechanism so we don't act out our dreams. That's incredible. All right. So uh, one of the things that, uh, that I really wanted to get into here before we wrapped it up, uh, you had mentioned that, that you have a great hack here you know, for – taking a nap or getting more sleep. I'm not exactly sure what a hack is, but why don't you kind of get into that here before we wrap up? So these hacks that we're going to talk about are basically ways of you controlling your environment, 
to help control your biology. So there's things that you can do. There's things that you can take. Uh, and I do have a quick one for you to try if you want. Uh, next time you take a nap, uh, consider taking a nap for 20 minutes or less. Because what happens is if you stay in a nap longer than that, you're going to get into a deeper stage of sleep, and you're going to wake up feeling more groggy. So that's a quick one for you. You can so, try next. So time. just just nap for 20 minutes and then get up and set a timer on do your, your phone, thing. whatever you need to do, awesome. Alexa, and uh, great, you'll feel great. So hopefully we've learned a little bit about how your daily actions affect your sleep and how your sleep is going to affect your next day. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, exciting episodes coming up we're going to dive deeper into many categories including nutrition fitness supplements tech gadgets and expert guests along with their knowledge and stories again my name is dr jay corsandy and you've listened to the best night ever see you next time thank you for joining us at the best night ever our weekly look at achieving better sleep and better health to visit us online go to snoreexperts.com or follow us on instagram at snoreexperts To make an appointment with Dr. K for you or someone you know to stop snoring now or to call in and leave a question for next week's show, call us at 888-31-SNORE. That's 888-31-SNORE. 888-31-SNORE.